We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the WEEI Classic Broadcast. Live from Timeout Market with Gresh, Art, Raycroft, and Milbury on WEEI. We're at Timeout Market right down the street from Fenway Park, where, of course, this afternoon, at some point between 2 o'clock and 2.35, we've been told, they will drop the puck over at uh, Fenway Park for the Winter Classic. And we're here at Timeout Market, uh, not only celebrating the uh, game of hockey, but getting you game ready for the uh, Winter Classic. It's Gresh, it's hard. Andrew Raycroft has carved out 30 minutes of time <laughs> for us on this busy day because he has to go into, uh, he has to, first of all, find his way into Fenway. So there, uh, that's the biggest issue. That's I have an right automatic now. starter right there. Yeah, no question. Uh, and uh, I don't know if you can uh, pull the "Hey, I used to be this guy" card. <laughs> Do you oh, know who I am? That's right. Right. That always works out well. No, uh, especially actually. when you get pulled over. Try that one. Yeah, I, that always goes. Over I well. used to be able to stick my big toe in my ear, and now I'm not as flexible anymore. Uh, and uh, so Razor, of course, is a part of the uh, Nesson crew with the pre and the post and all that kind of stuff over there at uh, over there at Fenway. And Razor, I want to start with the atmospheric conditions. I actually heard a couple of Nimrods that work in Providence on TV. Easy. Well, they're stupid because okay. it was they were like giggling. <laughs> How do they keep the ice cold? <laughs> and it's like, oh, my God, you people work in sports and you can't figure it out. But I did see a tweet from Fluto Shinzawa where I guess they did like media skate or whatever, like Scott McLaughlin from WEI.com cracked his head open, falling down or whatever. <laughs> but he said it was a little bumpy. So kind of walk us through what the ice might be like today where it clearly is not, you know, two below zero outside. No, fortunately the sun's not out. That's that's the biggest killer talking to everyone over there is is the sun, and that's why they're not sure if it's a 2.30. I was there yesterday. The sun was still on it around 2.15. They have to wait because they have refrigeration tarps on top of it. They don't want to pull those off until the sun's not beating on it because that keeps it cold. So the guys skated on it yesterday. There weren't a lot of complaints. The media skated, I believe, the night before. So they were one of the oh, okay. first to get on it. There was a little bit of rain that day. Yesterday was okay. The longer it goes and not having rain yesterday morning or this morning is a huge deal. So it should be fine for the guys. Again, it's a bit of a slog fest either way, even if it's zero degrees outside and the ice is perfect. So you expect it to different. begin with because it is an outdoor event. That's right. That's just, just the way it is. There's so much going on around it. it. It's like the Super Bowl, right? It takes guys a little while to get into the game right. and whatever right. team's done it before gets to the game quicker. You hear all that analogy through the week and analysis through the week of Super Bowl. Very similar to this. What about the 
non-ice conditions? Because you made the comparison to the Super Bowl, but we always hear for the uh, NCAA championship when they first shoot in these huge football stadiums, yeah. the atmosphere feels different. From a goalie's perspective, or even the rest of the, the players, are sight lines, are backdrops, is that any sort of an issue? It is, and that's why they, they really needed to get out yesterday. And when there was talk of maybe moving to Warrior, it doesn't do them any good to go practice right. at Warrior. So for, especially for the goaltenders, it's and I did the alumni game at Gillette, so that was the only you know, and, and that kind of mattered, but right. it, it wasn't that serious. But it was odd because you don't have any, uh, you don't have any reflection point. You you just see nothing because in a stadium, even that you you only see ten rows above your eyes. You're only seeing here, but in Fenway in Gillette, you see nothing. There's nothing behind the glass. There's no stand, so everything can be. Uh, your depth perception is much different. It's similar to the basketball guys. They, they have a hard time recognizing the, the same thing with where the players are on the ice just feels a little bit different. So, so take the over. More goals the, will be scored. The goalies can't see the puck. Take well, the over. that's it. Yeah, it's, it's, you, you can argue both ways. Usually these go a, a little tighter, but I would say today's an over kind of day. I feel like it could be a 4-3, 5-4 kind of game. I was just uh, running. Look at him. He's, he's checking now. I did. There I ran go. to the Sportsbook Rhode Island app to see uh, sort of where they had the uh, where they had the numbers set for today as well. And uh, over under six. Actually, all three games Razor's today. got the over. He just said 4-3. Yeah, there yep. you go, four, all right, three. so there you go. So There's all your gambling advice early in the show. Gets you, gets you to the spot, too. All three games are uh, set for uh, over-unders of six. The Bruins on the goal line laying the one and a half makes them plus 143. And on just the straight-up money line against Pittsburgh, 178. And it says here a 207 listing time. But, uh, Razor, you did a great job of breaking down why maybe you got to wait a little bit or that you know drop in the puck it could be a bit of a, a sliding time or sliding scale uh earlier today on the greg hill show tuka rash joined uh greg and the crew and they asked him if is this just another game here was tuka's response it is i mean it's just a hype around it it's different you know it feels like a, a bigger game than it actually is i mean there's two points in line and that's that's it but uh it's it's a great uh, booster for everybody kind of breaks the norm of the season and uh you know gets you geared up for the spring spring is run it, razor is it just another game it is in in the standings wise i think it's it's like Tuka alluded to everybody's got family in town everybody's family friends wanted to come and get to the game so depending on how players could navigate and get as many tickets and scrounge it up there there's more to it uh if for them today in, in that they want to they're on the national stage they have a lot of friends and family. Everybody got to skate yesterday. But at the end of the day, I think that the players recognize that they have to enjoy it and have fun with it rather than take it so seriously that they need to win this game to get the two points. They like the idea of it being more of a breakout situation. Is there any downside to it, whether it be for a goalie? Olmark's been awesome. Yeah. And you talked about he's going to see things differently today. If he has a hellaciously bad game, we hear these guys that go to the home run derby and their swing sucks for two <laughs> weeks after. Is there any downside to playing this sort of a, a gimmick game in the middle of a season when you're rolling so well? I don't think I don't think that anyone would take it that way and, and allow it to go to the next game. I don't think it, it messes with your swing per right. se. With the but I mean, they're going to be bouncing but pucks. There's going to be yeah, weird. Absolutely, and and I think they're going to carve. I think the players put this in a compartment over here and whatever happens they play the game they get it over with and then they move on and go to LA right. and play a real game Thursday night this is just one of those ones in the middle of it where 
to, to Tuca's point, like you're not worried about the two points. You want to go out and have fun and put on a good show, but you kind of get back to business on Wednesday when you get back in the rink and practice. So uh, the, the two concerns to that for the Boston Bruins is, one, the home game, that you have this great streak going. That kind of throws a wrinkle. You'd rather just be able to try and keep a run on that. Oh, that's right. They could lose today. Could lose it today says a loss in the home standings, correct. but you didn't. That's right. So I then you don't that. instead of going eighteen zero and two or nineteen zero and two, now you're eighteen one and two. That sucks. Get an asterisk in there or something. Need an asterisk. Oh, there'll be an asterisk. Got to be something. And Linus Allmark only has one loss on the season. If a couple bad, weird bounces right. happen today, that kind of is annoying as well. But again, I think they they put it in a bucket over here and move on with the season. After. So it sounds like this is one of those. Games games where it's in context it is a big deal it's the winter classic it is a showcase game but you understand that the circumstances could be a little wonky and if you do end up losing it's not the end of the world it's exactly what it is you want it, if you win it's a great feeling everybody's happy if you lose no one's breaking sticks in the locker room it was still a great experience glad we did it now we got to win on thursday night now we got to win our next game let's get back are there the any season. players that hate it uh, these outdoor I, or, you know. I don't I, – I would assume a couple guys are complaining about it, but I think – Like Chris Sale with throwback jerseys? Nobody's yeah, going to yeah, cut them up or so, anything like that? So I think the the, the, the the players do recognize, though, that they're this could be the last one, especially the Bruins guys. They've done a, quite a few of them now. Yep. I don't think they're going to be on the docket here the next little while. So I think a lot of guys will recognize that this is the last one or this is their one opportunity to do it. I think they have more of an issue of like going into Arizona and playing in a 2000 seat right. arena where they're saying oh. all the right things, but I don't think they love that. And I, this, I think players hate that, but this is fun. They get an opportunity to do it, and their parents think it's cool. To it's be also good for the pie, right? Like the rising tide lifts all ships. It's good for promotion of the game and promotion of the uh, revenues. And everyone is very well aware of <laughs> escrow, and, and the more revenue dollars the players escrow. can get, that's 50, 50% each. So We're buying a house here? Are we talking about it hockey? Is, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, oh, no. It's <laughs> Unbelievable. Are you a pro hockey player or are you buying a house? Right. That's right. I'm still putting stuff in escrow. Both for of God's them use sake. Monopoly money. Oh, yeah. my God. It really is crazy. Do you think the league has gotten what it wanted out of the Winter Classic? No question. This is uh, this is all they, more than what they could have expected, what this has turned into and what it's become and the excitement around it. I mean, we, you walk down here at 9 o'clock and the band's starting to play. There's oh my people God. lined up around all the people in here at 9.30. They're, they're all loaded up with their sweaters everywhere. here hanging it's, out. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, people are fired up. It, and it, it happens wherever this, this Winter Classic goes. So, no, it's, it's huge for the NHL. And, again, it it's makes the fun more – it makes the league more fun. I just continually go back to oh, how it kids. was oh, for the my kids, God. Everybody. for everybody, for my casual fan. Right. Even the, and the, again, some guys might not like it, but the players themselves, like we didn't have any fun 20 years ago in the NHL. It was all like <laughs> beat each other up and you couldn't throw pucks to people in the stands and you had to be serious and all of these things I watch today and I watch it. It's just so much more fun league and more enjoyable to watch and a better product. That was the first time Razor <laughs> has gone into old basketball. Get off my lawn. In uh, my day, we had no fun. To, we didn't. It's like oh, in the NFL, stuck. you know, players get fined 500 bucks for throwing a ball in the stands, but if you get it to your intended target, you don't care. Right. Whereas, you know, did, did, did they ding you for pucks? Was it like 20 bucks a puck no, or something? I'm sure they would have, number one. <laughs> or, But mostly it was you're not playing that game. If you're out there playing – 
rock, paper, scissors with people in the stands. I mean, Pat Burns or Mike Keenan are grabbing you off the ice and warm up and putting you in the dressing room. So, no, you didn't you didn't mess around with that stuff. And it's better. The game's better for it the way the guys are now. And now it's Jim Montgomery and everybody's happy. That's it. All roses. <laughs> it's for pretty crazy team. when you don't lose. Fans are happy. That's uh, <laughs> it's amazing well, a, how that works. What a novel concept, yeah. right? I think they might be uh, hearing that down at Gillette. Razors with us until 1030. We got Milbury coming in from 11 to about 1215 or so. And, of course, we're going to weave in and out of the other stories in Boston sports. The Patriots keeping the playoff hopes alive. They beat Miami 23-21 to yesterday down at Gillette Stadium. There are now uh, rumors, rumblings, reports about what could be happening. Uh, it's a real revelation that Mr. Kraft might not like the offense. Oh, I you know think? that, I mean. Wait, you mean he has eyeballs and he sits uh, and watches the games so. too? I, I, I didn't realize there needed to be an official report on this is damnedest thing. They're last in red zone, last on third down. They don't score points, and, and he's not happy. Weird. This offense sucks. <laughs> I mean, you can just hear him now, just sitting there and being like, you know, Bill, what are you going to do? And what's and the reverse of Jonathan? Remember when he was doing the fantasy on his phone? He said, he's going to have so many fantasy points today. Now <laughs> the right. Patriots are on the opposite. We have no fantasy points today or real ones on the score. I'm glad I started our defense. They scored again for the fourth straight <laughs> right. week. It's going to be a big boom to the fantasy. And then if you stayed up last night, you saw saw one of the weirder things ever. Celtics lose to Denver 123-111. Okay, Nikola Jokic, MVP candidate, da-da-da-da-da. They had a 40-minute delay in the fourth quarter of this game because Robert Williams dunked the ball so hard, it apparently knocked the rim out of balance, apparently. So, of course, you get, you know, like my dad or my Uncle Pete with his ass crack hanging out up on some ladder with a tiny little level trying to figure out how to balance this thing out. It's all crooked and sideways. They try to move it. Players are sitting there like, what the hell are we doing? 40-minute delay during this game, and the Celtics end up losing. And afterwards, everybody was like, that sucked. It did. It really did, especially if you were up on the East Coast trying to watch this thing. And then they're – I don't even remember what the hell they weaved in and out of it. It's like, here's – Whomever just happens to be in studio right now to cover 20 minutes. Dance. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) It's like, yeah, here's the breakdown of the game to this point. And it's just like, (laughs) so Time Lord rips a massive dunk. It ends up throwing the rim off its axis, let's say. It was a weird 40-minute delay. We've got all that to get to as well. It is Winter Classic Day. We mentioned Mike Milbury will be with us. We're here at Timeout Market right down the street from Fenway Park. Come on down and hang out with us. Uh, tomorrow's the beginning of Gresham Fourier because uh, Fourier is too good to work on a company holiday, so that's why Hart is here. Those NFL players. It's Pamper. unbelievable. It really is. Get Boston Sports Original on the go. Wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. We're right back to it. This is the WEEI Classic Broadcast, live from Timeout Market on WEEI. Classic broadcast. It is winter time as well. Put it all together, folks. There will be hockey played in Fenway Park this afternoon uh, where the Bruins will take on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Listen, I get it. John Henry owns the Penguins. Okay, fine. I get it. Yeah, come on. Can, can we get can we get a little different matchup? It feels like, oh, the Bruins are in the Winter Classic. Who are they playing? Oh, they're going to play the Penguins. Maybe they'll throw the Rangers in there. There used to be a time where it was 
all these Bruins fans that are starting to get hammered right now <laughs> would be screaming, you know, how come we don't get Montreal in these games like this? Screw those a-holes up there. But seriously, is it me and is it Boston-Pittsburgh all the time, or am I just losing my marbles? Well, it feels like it, although last one was Montreal. The one before here was Philadelphia. But but it seems like the any of the NBC games, any of the afternoon games are Boston-Pittsburgh. So there it is. I that's, that's what more it is. What it is, is, is that, the yeah. afternoon matinee games, whether it's at the Garden or whether it's on national TV, is, mm-hmm. is Boston-Pittsburgh. And and we get that vibe again, but certainly I think we all understand why that one's happening this year at Fenway. What is the what is kind of the state of the Penguins? Because again, I grew up in part of that world until I was about 15 years old, and it was all Mario Lemieux, and it was how can we find a way to protect Mario? You know, they had like Paul Coffey had a stint there, even though he's not a protector. But they brought in you know the typical thugs of the. Uh, mid to late 80s and early 90s type of hockey but they've had Malkin and Crosby forever when does that train kind of end in Pittsburgh it's a very similar narrative in Pittsburgh than it is here with the Krejci and Bergeron and how long they can go and who's signing last this summer Malkin was a free agent Chris Letang was a free agent part of that trilogy that they have similar to the Bruins so they had a lot of question marks over the summer like the Bruins did and they brought the band together like the Bruins did. They struggled a little bit at times this season, but they're in a spot where they're they're getting to their game. Uh, they know how to win. They all compete really well. So it, it's a very similar team to the Boston mm-hmm. Bruins, and, and the narrative around it is very similar. I think I'm obsessed with Olmark. I think he's yeah. the most interesting story because I'm not sure whether he's having an aberrational great year or – this is you're seeing a star develop before your eyes and I asked you about the ice the other thing that I look at is the number of games he's played previously the number of games he's played this year so the pace he's on are they going to I know Swayman was hurt Swayman healthy are they going to manipulate that sort sort of balances out and you don't burn him out because I have to think that's a consideration at some point certainly the pace will that that pace number he's on now is was more just the fact of how was Swayman injured but also how well he played right out of the gates. Right. You, you want to roll with that. You want to capture that early on. I think now after today, uh, you're going out west. I think the way Swayman's played the last couple weeks, he's got his game back together. So, so I would see them I, – I would, I would almost – I would put them half, 50-50 all the way through January, all the way through that all-star break. This is kind of the dog days of the NHL once they get through today. So – I would imagine that pace pulls back. I would imagine you can go 50-50 and still get the amount of starts Allmark needs to get. The other issue you do have to kind of watch is if he has an opportunity to win the Vesna Trophy, yep. how many games does he need to play to get to that number? What if is it, 55, 60? I think 55 is I think 55 is a little high. I think you can get away with, but I think 50 you have to have that 50 number. Okay. Vasilevsky is going to push 55-60. If you get to 50 as a goaltender, I think that makes you eligible. So, so that's at least 10 games more than he's ever played. Correct. Last year was the most he right. played, right, to get half. So, right. so that number, he's going to have to bump up eight games. I don't think that's an issue. I, I think he can manage that because of the way it was front-loaded. I think you can go through the second half of the season and probably get to 50 playing just over 50% and be well-rested. So, so that's kind of the number I would look at, 50, 30, 40. 235 split. Record aside. Yeah. Because the record's ridiculous. Yeah, the record's not sustainable. No. 
Is this who he is? Do you think he is going to go on and have a great career as an NHL goalie? I do. I, I thought he, it was a it was the best signing the Bruins could have made last summer. He was the best free agent available. He was in a situation in Buffalo where needed a little bit more organization to his game, needed a little bit of direction, and, and needed some some culture in front of him. But but I believe again he's not going 18 and one pace the rest right. of his career. Let's let's get that out there. But <laughs> if he did, it'd be really cool. He's an NHL starter. There's no right. question. He's a guy that you can rely on. I think it's all about consistency and reliability with NHL goaltenders. He's a guy that will be able to to manufacture this over the next three, five, six years. So Razor, I see from Fluto Shinzawa the tweet about the practice lines. And it's Marshawn Bergeron DeBrusque and you got Zaka Krejci Pasta, Hall, Coyle Frederick Foligno, Nosek, Greer, Smith, however that all works out. Is that, now that you've seen about a half season, is that the best grouping that the Bruins can put out on the ice from a forward standpoint? Yes, yes. And they've been lucky that they've had the opportunity to roll that out this season. Everyone stayed very healthy. Nosek missed a few games the last couple this week. But, yes, that's that's the ideal lineup. That's And then the back end you have – McAvoy, Lindholm, Carlo, Grizzlick, Clifton, Forbert. So that's the ideal lineup. That's the best group that this team can roll out, and you're going to see that today. Uh, do you like Lindholm and McAvoy together, or are you still of the, hey, I'm okay, splitting them up a little bit? I've really enjoyed watching the Bruins coaching staff, Jim Montgomery, play the matchup game. I think that keeps players – into it I think that keeps players invested and and I think it's interesting and I think it makes the team better when you take the Bill Belichick model of every game creates different opportunities and I'm going to put the players that allow that to do that so there's games we've seen where you're playing the Edmonton Oilers and you're playing Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid on the same line all right McAvoy Lindholm you that's you guys the other teams that have a little bit more depth and you can spread those guys out that's a positive, too. So I've liked the way they've moved them in and out. I think that's the way it's going to be. And then game one of the playoffs, depending on what that kind of a matchup gives you, uh, that's what you're used to doing. You're able to do that, and you're able to adjust and be flexible. Is that unique in hockey? It is pretty unique, and for a couple reasons. One, you, you most teams don't have that luxury. Right. Most teams have to protect somewhere. And that's what's why the Bruins are so good this year. They don't have to protect – anybody or anything any lineup any players at any point everyone can get rolled over so that's what makes it unique also the willingness of the players and the willingness of the coaching staff to actually think that a lot of old school guys a lot of coaches just want to have the same lineup put the same numbers down on the card sheet and move on I think the the way the, the game's played now you have to be innovative and you have to move guys around uh, do you think there will be other organizations that will start to adopt that philosophy a little bit, or does that have to come from a coach adopting it first and bringing it to an organization? I, I think the better teams, the, the the teams with the most depth can do it. I think it really comes down to who you have in your lineup mm -hmm. and, and the ability to do that, the depth that you have. The, the Carolinas of the world can do that. They have a bunch of uh, a bunch of different pairings on the back end depending on who they're playing. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning have done that over the years. That's what's made them really good. They can line Hedman up against whoever and put someone with him. So, so yeah, the, the, the better teams 
come playoff time, find a way to get the right matchups, and, and you need a bunch of good players, but you also need a coach that, that understands them. All right, so uh, the police are here, not for you, yeah, but uh, it's your escort to yeah, be able my, to get my helicopter you. down the road. <laughs> That's right, to get you up. Oh, no, Greg Hill's, got the, Greg Hill's got the helicopter That's today true. to be able to land on uh, on top of Fenway Park yeah. and then, uh, you know, seafood tower his way <laughs> into the uh, luxury suite or whatever. Uh, but, uh, Razor, so pregame, postgame, Correct. you're on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. So I'm heading over there now, so it should be a lot of fun. It'll be a, a good event. And you're predicting a 4-3 Bruins win. Yes, maybe a 5-3 empty netter, but oh, four, okay. you know, we'll take another goal. Just Hart's three only thinking about over. It'll be 4-3. Yeah, it'll be 4-3 at some point. Yeah. Over Perfect. Six. Perfect. Well, Razor, thank you, friend. It's you good seeing you. Good happy to see you guys. New happy New Year. New Year. Yep, good thank stuff. Have, awesome. a, uh, have an absolute uh, blast over there. I will. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.